0: Welcome to The Two Band Guys, Season 2, featuring Joel and Steven, coming to you cross-country from Norman, Oklahoma, and Elverson, Pennsylvania. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey everybody, this is Joel. Welcome back to another episode of Two Band Guys, Season 2. And uh, we've got a special guest with us. And alongside of me is Mr. Steven. <laughs> I don't know what
0: you're trying to do. All right. Anyways. All right. You go. tried something new and I didn't like it. That's yeah. okay. Um, yeah, this is uh, Steven. We've got a special guest with us today. Uh, Dr. Sarah Labovitz is the associate mm-hmm. director of bands at Arkansas State University. Uh, she was our my drill writer for marching band this year. So she's... Uh, in town to do a little clinic with the marching Band this morning and uh, taking the time to do
1: a little podcasting.
2: This is my first podcast. First one ever. First one ever. Awesome.
1: Well, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So
1: tell us,
0: tell us a little of your, before we get going, tell us a little of your background, your story.
2: Um, so I went to Bowling Green State University for my undergrad and majored in music education and then taught at Lorraine Admiral King High School in Lorraine, Ohio for two years. Then went to Indiana University for my master's in music education, taught in Athens, Ohio, and then where I met Stephen at the University of Kansas. I was earning my doctorate in uh, wind conducting. And then I was lucky enough to secure my dream job right off the bat. And I now am the Associate Director of Bands and Coordinator of Instrumental Music Ed at Arkansas State University. When I first got that job, I was also the Director of Athletic Bands, but the program grew so much that we have recently hired someone to exclusively work with the athletic bands so I could focus on uh, instrumental music education.
1: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you and the rise in your career. That's awesome. Uh, How do you like Arkansas from Ohio in the Northeast or the upper Uh, Midwest? (laughs) Yes, I
2: joke with people that my husband kind of served as my translator for the South um, because I had never lived south of the Mason-Dixon line. But he grew up in Louisiana and and went to school in Mississippi. Um, I really love Arkansas. It's beautiful. The people are super nice and they really like band. And so it's a good place to be. Um, and Jonesboro itself is an hour from Memphis and two hours from Little Rock, so there's there's lots going on.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I did the opposite. I went from the south to the uh, the northeast, the Great uh, White North. <laughs> the, no, the Great Rainy North. It's rained like a thousand inches every single day I've been here. Um, but that's beside the point. That just means point. you're
0: going to be stuck with snow. And so once it gets cold enough, it's yeah. just
1: all going to be snow. Boo, whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so anyway, so today's episode, we're going to talk with Sarah and about kind of drill writing and maybe a little bit of a relationship between drill writer and clients, and I've written drill for several years myself, um, and, uh, you know, we're going to kind of talk about the ins and outs of writing drill and maybe how to hire someone and how to work with a drill writer as a band director, and, you know, maybe we'll hear some fun stories along the way uh, as well. <laughs> um, so, um, Sarah, let's just jump off the bat here, kind of talk, how did you get into drill writing specifically?
2: Um, when my very first year teaching, I wrote my own drill and now looking back, I apologize to all those Lorraine Admiral King students because (laughs) it, 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 it wasn't very good. Um, but the best way to learn how to write drill is just to do it. Um, and so, so I got, I got better through that process. Um, throughout my degrees, I would write drill for the various college bands, um, and then when I was hired at Arkansas State, I was the only drill writer for, for the sound of the natural state, which is the Arkansas State marching band. Uh-huh. So it was through, through that work where you, I learned Pyware more, um, Uh, more detailed and I also taught a marching band pedagogy class at Arkansas State which the best way to learn something is to try to teach someone else how to do it and so I got even better at PyWare having to instruct the future music ed major uh, music educators how to how to navigate the program. Um, This being my first year at Arkansas State where I was not in charge of the athletic band and had the responsibility of writing a sounds drill uh, opened up some time for me to write drill for competitive marching bands, and so uh, this is actually my first year being a uh, higher drill writer for competitive bands. But it, um, I have learned a lot this year, and it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun, and it was super rewarding this morning seeing Stephen's band march. What was my very first competitive
1: very first drill? One. That's awesome uh, in
2: action. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: That's a cool moment, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it was nice. Very
1: cool. Well, Stephen, why don't you guys you guys go a little bit back and forth here and talk about you know kind of how this came to be and what do you, how did you how does the working relationship work with starting things and all that kind of stuff and getting the communication there?
0: Yeah, so I'm you know after you left Norman High, we were that's the phone in the office. It's going to okay. ring a couple more times and then stop. <laughs> uh, after after you left Norman, and you and I had kind of talked at the end of the year. Uh, about hiring somebody to write drill for us to take that responsibility responsibility off of you
1: right, because side um, note, I wrote the drill last year in my right. one years ahead to kind of save money because I was super like money conscious and anyways, um, and I think we both realized that I needed to not write the drill so I could focus <laughs> more on teaching and the band could get better drill because i am I am a serviceable drill writer, I am not a good. Drill
2: writer.
1: yeah um, so anyways so, that's where we so we would have been doing this in some form or fashion this year even if yes. i was still there so i had uh, um i had talked
0: to a couple other people here in norman and asked if they would um would take on our our band to write some drill and um got turned down a couple times because people are busy and they have their own jobs and other things to do um and sarah and i had worked have worked at the Midwestern music camp, summer camp at KU for the last six years. I yeah. Think. Um, and she mentioned something that she was going to try to start writing drill for high school bands and uh, kind of jumped on it. And I was like, um, I need a drill writer. And, <laughs> I I'm will pay you to be a
2: drill writer. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It was kind of a, uh, a, why would I not take advantage of this? She's right here. Um, and I know her well. And, you know, she doesn't know anything about, the program at Norman High. She didn't know anything about the marching band or the kids, so um, it was purely off of, of just like three or four guidelines <laughs> I gave her um, that you know, based on what she wrote, we can we can adjust some things uh, for the future. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how that process started for for us this year.
2: Yes, <clears throat> um, and Stephen had a unique request in that. He wanted the original PyWare file. And then because they have PyWare and some ability (laughs) with drill writing and editing that then I would write the drill and then they would take care of um, you know, making the charts and, and printing coordinate sheets and doing any adjustments for numbers. And so that, uh, from a drill writer perspective, is like winning the lottery um, because <laughs> that that, yep. that is really nice. That doesn't happen very often um, because uh, for every client you have, you want to make sure they have the tools that they need to start teaching their drill immediately upon receiving it. And so uh, so that doesn't happen very often, and that was... That well, made no, this
0: job and easier.
1: Yeah, and that was okay, that kind of we kind of talked about that <clears throat> last year. And I think that that was something I had thought of from my perspective of you know, trying to find somebody that I knew if I was still gonna be there last year and uh, this year, was someone just write the drill and we'll give them approximate numbers. And then I knew I had the ability to make the edits. And then essentially the drill writer could just the, the second they were done, like similar to this, I'm I've written Norman High's stuff, I don't have to really worry about that anymore. Um, and it was me if I had been there just saying hey write the drill I'll take care of everything else here's your money thank you peace out
2: Um, you know for for um for high school directors that want their drill early, because a lot of times the complaint from high school band directors about drill writers is I don't get the drill to the very last minute. And from a drill writer perspective, you're like, well, <laughs> I'm waiting for your numbers. Right. And so if you the earlier you get it, the higher the probability is that you'll have to make edits for numbers. Right. And so if someone does have some uh some workability with the program. it really enables you to get your drill a lot faster and start setting things a lot faster if you can give the drill writer numbers earlier right and they can I mean I had I had Norman's uh, drill done by the middle of July and yeah we
0: got her. I mean, it was well before band camp we yeah. had the whole the whole thing finished.
2: And I just wrote my last drill chart for a client last Saturday. Um, because I didn't get numbers until until school started in some cases. So um, so for band directors that can get numbers earlier and then possibly do edits on their own, it really as a band director myself, I would like to have the drill that early so I could study it and learn it and be prepared to teach it when it came to setting.
1: Well, then Stephen, you called me and we walked through of like (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, there was, I haven't told you, Sarah, you oh. this yet, <laughs> the only, the only
0: thing, um, and I was, I was pretty conservative on the numbers I gave you mm-hmm. over the summer to try to get, uh, to try to get everything, what I thought the kid, the kids that were going to be in there. And we, you know, we, with our new freshman band, I didn't have to rely on anybody. I didn't know. It was only, I'm only planning for kids that I already, um, and I know how they march. I know how they play. And I could pair kids up, you know, just to get a base number. Um, and uh, we lost enough trombone players that there was two trombone spots I had to take out of the <laughs> yeah. show. Um, and Joel helped me with that because I think you mentioned something about me being um, – Able to use PyWare, and I want to just uh, <laughs> you know expel that right now. That that is not the case. Um, it, uh, I watched a lot of a lot of how to videos online,
1: and then um, talking on the phone. And I'm <laughs>
0: talking on the phone with Joel for like an hour and a half one day, yeah. trying to figure something out. And yeah. eventually, we got it. And since then, I haven't had to do anything. Oh good. With it's exactly exactly what. So that part has been um, really beneficial
1: yeah and i think so. as a drill writer myself you know I, I, that would be a dream situation for me too of you know no worried about getting a frantic email from a band director on a sunday you know night and hey contest went horrible yesterday blah 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 blah, blah and, fix this fix that and change this and 17 people <laughs> dropped and well it's got, what even if you get even if you lose five kids at times you get to like you have to literally rewrite the drill um there's yeah, no yeah. just going page by page to take kids out and Um, you know, and, you know, and that's where the rewrites become a real sticking point for, uh, drill writers, especially.
2: Yeah. And it's, uh, I can remember when I was teaching a high school band competitively when I was at Athens, there would be times where we we go to band camp tomorrow and I'm waiting for the drill writer to fax me the first movement so we can get started.
1: Yep. And wait, fax, have you been teaching that long? (laughs)
2: oh my god since 2004 oh
1: gosh i'm just giving you a hard time (laughs) okay
0: i think i was a uh don't say it sixth grader in 2004
1: yeah hey i was at least in college okay yeah Um, i know
0: you're old too (coughs) it's
1: fine yeah so sarah what size bands across this year in your first year of writing competitively you know you know as a side job what's what what size bands are you writing for what range
2: um really really over the map the smallest uh band i wrote for had had 15 wins and Mm -hmm. four percussion and then stevens was actually the largest this year um with
0: about 100 with about 130 yeah ish
2: um which was something for me to get used to because uh the college jolt i had been writing for years was in the two hundreds. Right. And so it, it was a, it's a, it was a little bit challenging to, to make that, that change, but it was, it was super rewarding and it takes a little less time if there's less dots to physically move. So, um, mm-hmm. so that was nice.
1: Yeah. So, so I've written from bands the size of Norman highs to, I had a client for a couple of years in a row of like 30 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year I'm writing my, for my own band, um, you know, we're doing, I think there's 43 total on the field. So um, kind of would you would you speak a little bit about kind of your differences and uh, ways you go about it between a bigger band and a smaller band and kind of the highlights of what you need to adjust for?
2: Yeah, um, and so much of that, too, depends on, on the instrumentation um, and if they're using front ensemble or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am a fan of if you have a small band and you are only marching – like three or four battery members, maybe rethinking that and putting all the percussion in the front ensemble. Absolutely. If, if I personally had a band that size, that would definitely be what I do. Not only would you get more color opportunities that during the ballad, when the battery is not playing, they'd be able to do something else to add. Still able
0: to participate. Yes.
2: <clears throat> um, and in fact, in one of the smaller bands drill I wrote, I staged the battery at the end of the first tune in the front so they could unharness, join the pit, and then get back on the field for yeah. the closer. Well, that's some, um, that's some tricky to... transition
1: stuff there. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> uh, but they uh, they they already were under the amount of pit members they really needed to have to make the orchestration they bought work. And so you right. just do what right. you can to try to make it sound good. Um, the I think if for the smaller bands especially, if you pay more attention to the types of movement that is happening between the pictures, especially on pictures that aren't hold sets, Mm -hmm. you'll write more successfully than trying to think about what pictures you are creating. Because the number of pictures you can create with a limited amount of bodies is not super varied. And obviously you want to look at the music and do more curvilinear things when the music is more legato and do more straight edge things when the music is more angular. But if if you worry less about what what actual picture you are creating and think more about does the, the velocity and the type of movement in between the dots fit the music. I think that is, um, will help your small band have drill that suits the music and is, is functional. You also have to really ask your, um, your client, the band director, what are the strengths and weaknesses of that ensemble? Um, because if you only have one trumpet player, it, it, and they aren't uh, particularly adept at playing technical passages, then you really, as the drill writer, ought to make sure that maybe they're standing still or not moving a lot during that time so that uh, so that, that person can execute the music to the best of their ability. With a larger right. band, even if there's some students that can't handle those sorts of transitions, generally speaking, the sections are still successful. So Yeah, and those uh, kids can I, just
1: I, pinball and they'll be fine, Right.
2: Um, but, uh, but there's more people to lean on. So I do think that, um, the smaller, especially if you are writing for someone, if you're writing for yourself, you know, your strengths and weaknesses. If you're writing for someone, it's really important to ask a litany of questions on the front end to try to get to know that ensemble as best you can so that you can write drill that is going to work for them because there's a reason they didn't just use stock
1: charts. Well, and and writer. on the flip side, band directors need to make sure they think very uh, carefully about how accurately they think their band, how good their band is, too. Right. Um, uh, it's sure. so often we're oh no, these kids, they need, we need to be moving this and that, and I go watch them after I've written, them and I go, you guys can't do this, um, or you know, and and I think it's it's you know, I think band directors, it's it's because it's it's so easy in marching band, right? There's an off season, right? By the time you get to you know January and February, oh my band, we're gonna kill it this year, and you <laughs> yeah, tend to forget yeah. you tend to forget about maybe the parts of the program that aren't as good or where they need to be yet. And when you're talking to a drill writer in February, I think it's pretty easy to be way more optimistic about your band than probably it it is come September.
2: For sure, and I I think that the. Dis- Musically is the single most important decision that a marching band director makes when they're planning their show. And just because when you're sitting down and not in the elements, your band can play a grade four or five, doesn't mean they should be marching anywhere near that. Right. Um, uh, there are there are, there should be a, at least one, if not maybe two, grade levels difference between what your band can play sitting down and what you decide grade level wise to play for marching season.
1: Yeah. And Stephen, I think the show that you picked yeah, this year is fits that mold pretty well. Yeah. I think it's a, I mean, it's
0: probably grade two or three in
2: between a grade two or three. Yeah. yeah
0: I mean, and we have kids that can, the wind ensemble can here can play mm-hmm. grade five and six, you know, literature and they can, they're capable of doing that, but just on the field, that's, Especially it's it's about where they are.
2: Yeah. Especially since now the trend is to be adding so much body movement or, or dancing. Um, and, and so it's hard to play doing all of those things. And, uh, and you want to have the time management in your marching season to get to those additions. You don't want to spend all your time focusing on the music that you feel like you're rushing, Setting the drill, and then you're not thinking about the elements that are going to add to your overall general effect scores.
1: Right, and then on the flip side, you know, I'm up here in a non-competitive marching band, and Stephen and I talked about this earlier. So we're doing music, like probably with half the bands in this country, of the greatest (laughs) showmen, and classic. And I, yeah, yeah, classic, as in the last classic 2017. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) going old school. Um, But I would, I told him, I think I called you during band camp or something to say, dude. Like, we're playing these, like, pop charts. It's so much more difficult to play in these pop charts because they're, they're fully textured. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's playing the entire time. A ton of notes, you know, and in the modern, but with modern competitive marching band music, it's generally when kids are moving, it's quarter notes and half notes and some eighth notes. And then you, when you play, you know, stuff that's technical, you stand still. Um, yes. And it's, I realized in my first time doing this in a small school, like, this is, not any easier than what kids at big giant schools are doing. Um, and,
2: and there's more accountability because right. you can sometimes so hear when an individual is mm-hmm. taking a breath in a small school, right. So you better hope like the one or two trumpet players you have have lungs of steel.
1: right. <laughs> and the thing that i've <laughs> I've learned this year is, you know, so the, our ballad, our middle movement is "This is me." Even though I keep calling it "This is us," but I, the kids always correct me. It's "This is me." <laughs> that's the TV um, show. Yeah, I, yeah you're, that's where <laughs> I got that. Anyways, I've never watched it. I don't feel like crying. Um, but um, it, it, like half the piece, the drumline doesn't play, um, and these keep, we're not at the level yet where we can effectively watch a drum major without the drumline playing and move anywhere in semblance and time. So, you know, I've had to learn of like, okay, the drum line's out for eight bars in this section. We are going to stand still. Just it doesn't matter what's going on. as We need to be able to keep time and play musically and play together, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and then just the classic things with a small band of stay, you know, basically in front of the front hash and in between the 35s. Power um, zone. Yeah, the power <laughs> zone. And, uh, you know, and but you're absolutely right. I, you know, the kinds of pictures that we can make uh, are very limited, but we can still create some cool motion, some contrasting motion, um, some pass-throughs, uh, some cool rotations, and does, just because you're writing for a small band doesn't mean you you can't do something that's interesting.
2: Yes, for sure. I also think when you're writing for small band, it's really important to think about um, the perspective from the audience point of view because you want to keep them close together to have the the sense of security so that they sound good. But if you write them too close together, um, then they, there's no definition of the sets. And so it's a delicate balance, keeping them close enough together that they are confident and can rely on each other, but keeping them far enough apart that there's still clarity of the picture when they are in motion and holding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of three-step spacing with small bands. That's kind of my go-to. Um, (laughs) Well, cool. Uh, so, Stephen, uh, you know, um, you know, what's kind of uh, been your take as the first year headband director and kind of, you know, looking at the, the show and organizing all that kind of stuff with the drill and the music? any Anything that you've kind of rolled with this year and, and uh, moments of learning for you? Um,
0: I think it's been a learning experience just figuring out how to organize um, a rehearsal based on well, I, I've never taught drill before and I've done, I've done a little bit this year, but my assistant Matt is m- mostly teaching the drill, but I'm, I've still kind of been the one in charge of planning everything, right. um, <clears throat> and making sure that, you know, we're meeting the weekly goals that we set. And I think, um, taking in visual information into account has been a learning process for me, um, in the, in that respect. So.
1: Yeah, that especially with the limited time that um, you guys rehearse for, for a big yeah, and program, and it's just, it, not you have having to be pretty extra, strategic.
0: Yeah, not having any extra rehearsals. And you know, on, on a week like this week, we're in the you know, last week of September, and we have a game, a home game tonight um, where we'll perform. We also have our two eighth grade bands joining us. Ooh. So we have an addition to halftime tonight, and we go to contest tomorrow. Oh, man, (laughs) it's just been a crazy week. And we were inside because of rain one day. Um, So it's, you know, trying to trying to put three different pieces together uh, and get it all functioning for the game and then get the kids heads in the right place to go to contest tomorrow. And, you know, that that has been a chore this week.
1: Um, Hey, so Sarah, is there anything that you kind of some, some big picture things you want to leave our listeners with, uh, kind of in the, the big picture of, of the marching band world from a band director and a drill writer from your perspective?
2: Um, just communicate, uh, no one's a mind reader. Uh, and so if you have things you really want out of your show from a director standpoint, then, let your drill writer know we would much rather get direction on the front end than write something for you that we feel passionate about. And then you're like, Oh, it's not really what I want. Likewise, from the drill writer perspective, if you're, if you're writing drill for the first time or you're just starting out writing um, drill for clients, ask questions. Um, Don't assume that they have microphones that their soloists can stay staged by the the front hash. Like, ask questions so you can do the best job for them as possible. Um, And then everyone can be happy. Hopefully the band director gets drill that is going to highlight the music and make the teaching and putting the whole show together seamless. And the drill writer can, can put something into the world that's creative and, and make a little bit of money.
1: Yeah. And then you were speaking earlier about, I think the the importance of uh, above all teaching music in a, in a good positive way. Um, yes, and uh, I think you're you're absolutely right about that. As you know, as much flash and props and everything as you were saying, we still have to teach music and do that well.
2: Yes, the drill should highlight the music. The music should be the star.
1: It's good advice. Yes, yeah, Stephen, you should follow it. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. And, yeah. um oh, thanks, thank for, thanks for coming to town. And yeah, and I'm jealous that you guys days. get to hang out. And it's so cool that I think and when you get the opportunity to bring a drill writer in to see the show and give thoughts, and I'm sure, Steven, the kids had a great time with that. Any, yeah. Was that a good experience today for them?
0: Yeah, I think so. And, I, you know, I think there, this being the day of a game and the day before contest, everybody's a little... You know, in a kind of a different mindset than, you know, if if you had come last mm-hmm. Friday or something, yeah. it would have been a totally different kind of rehearsal. Um, but, you know, no, I think any any perspective from the person that wrote it is that's, you know, she knows more about it than
1: I do. She did it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, her,
0: it's her idea. Yeah. Um, it's just another version you know. of
1: bringing uh, an expert in to work with the kids. And that. Yeah, absolutely. And any medium that, that can be done, I think, is is a win. Yeah. Um, and It is important. So definitely. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, Sarah, thank you for being a guest. Thank and, you for having um, me. Uh, good luck with the rest of your career. And is there a way that our listeners can find you if uh, they want to contact you maybe about some drill services in the future?
2: Oh, sure. They can email me at slabovitz at astate.edu. <laughs> that is S L A B. O-V-I-T-Z at State.edu. or if you email bands at state.edu, that'll get to me too you get that
1: too yeah but if you don't pronounce her last name correctly then she will not hire you you will not be accepted as a client Um, (laughs) I'm
2: an educator I will educate (laughs) okay
1: there we go all right thanks guys and hey uh, Norman have a good uh, contest and game tonight yeah
0: absolutely yeah good luck
1: all right thanks guys yep see ya